Sacred Space. So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. Uh, my name is John Kelly, still joined uh, by Shane Ambrose on the other end of Skypline and Noreen uh, from the Pastoral Centre. And Shane and Nor- uh, Noreen's going to share more information for us about what's happening around the diocese uh, in these next few months. Noreen, mm-hmm. where would you like to start? Ah, well, mm. uh, there's plenty happening, as, mm. as there always is. But I suppose the, the, the big event that every diocese in the country is interested in at the moment is the fact that next year in Dublin we're going to celebrate World Meeting of Families. And this is a big international event, Jan. It's, uh, there's a possibility that the Pope will be with us. Please God, we won't know until February. That's when they announce the travel itinerary for the year ahead is announced for the Pope. They don't announce before February. But he has normally travelled to the World Meeting of Families. Last time it was in Philadelphia. And, you know, so we would be hoping very much that he would be able to be with us here in Ireland next August. And really, we need to prepare for that. We don't just kind of arrive at an event. So there's a whole year of preparation has been put in place for us. And there's a lot of things. So I'd just like to tell you briefly the general things and then to mention particularly the launch. We have a big family fun day coming up uh, next weekend and I'd like to tell you about that. But just to kind of put an overview on it, if that's okay. Is that okay for time? Lovely, thanks. Um, uh, Well, the overview is that when we were preparing, this is very much about families. Now, not just families of all young children, but everybody's in a family. So somebody might say, well, I don't have children myself, but you're part of it. They're the mice of my children are grown up. You're part of the diocesan family. We are a family of families. So you are included in all of this conversation, however you are involved in family, because we really are all connected. And what we're trying to do is not simply talk about families, but really to be family and to do family. Um, one of the things that, that uh, came up when we were planning this whole year nationally when the conversation was going on was let's not just talk about families. Let's support families who are trying to live Christian lives and, and to be a witness in the world. So we said there's going to be, in every diocese, uh, there's going to be resources and opportunities for people to get involved. So last August, um, uh, prior to the Knock Novena on the Feast of Our Lady of Knock, the 21st of August, we launched the World Meeting of Families. Every diocese had representatives there. And now in Limerick, in, now in October, we're going to have a, a fun day for families, which I'll come back to, uh, which will launch the whole event. But across the year, then, in the parishes, you'll all have resource packs. And every single month, there's going to be a different resource. So, for example, in October, there's an opportunity for families to make a family album around the missions. In November, there's a family uh, prayer service, uh, remembering our family who's gone before us. In December, at Christmas time, we're going to have the lovely little icon, cards of the icon of the Holy Family, which will be given as gifts to all families at Christmas and Christmas Eve and Christmas Day Masses. So for every month, we'll have these lovely little tokens around family and celebrating family and asking God's blessing on our families. And also then for all the sacraments, we're going to have for every child that's baptised this year a commemorative gift card to say, and this year as we prepared for World Meeting of Families, your child entered the Christian family and we, we welcome this child. We have a special card for married couples who are married in churches this year. Um, uh, we have lovely little gifts for First Communion children in May. There'll be these little cubes that are based on the, the, the family, the love cube that the um, Focolare movement have. So these um, little Amoris cubes will have, that the children can play with at home and it helps them in, 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 in just living faithful and Christian and good lives. Um, so lots of little resources that are there, lots of supports for families who are already involved and who would like to just be supported and encouraged in their life as Christian families. And then here in Limerick, uh, there's, going, there's a special national icon 
that has been created for this year and it's travelling around all the diocese. Uh, it's six foot tall, this icon of the Holy Family. Mm. It opens out, there's two doors that open out. It's the most beautiful thing that you'd ever see and it's coming to the diocese in December, the 11th to the 20th of December. It will come to only three points because it's so large it can't be moved that much. It will come to the cathedral for three days, then it will come to Newcastle West Parish Church for three days and then to Kilmallock for three days. And in each of the venues, we'll have a three-day family festival of faith. And we'll celebrate and we'll have different events, different celebrations of the Eucharist. According to each area, we're going to work with those three parishes to help them to offer this celebration and to include the parishes around and the schools and all the different groups around that would like to be involved. So that'll be in December. And then in January, there'll be special resources for Catholic School Weeks, that the Schools Week that supports family and very much tries to, to be, uh, you know, a, a support in the home. In February in this diocese, we're going to have a special celebration of marriage jubilees for couples celebrating significant marriage moments. And that's a model that we hope then we will continue to do um, and, and continue to celebrate married life and married couples who have been faithful and, and, and supported one another. Uh, um, and while also blessing and praying for all marriages and, and all those who've entered into married life at whatever stage. Um, then in March, there'll be a special uh, catechesis. What we've said is we need to have some time before uh, the August celebrations to uh, reflect on Pope Francis' letter, The Joy of Love, because it was written especially for families. And he asked that the preparation that we would do for him coming in August would be that we would read this book, The Joy of Love. And it's very simple, very readable. But what we've developed in the, in nationally is a six-night program, which is a lot of video clips and different things, so people can come together and not feel they have to read something on their own, but that they can, over six nights, reflect on what are the key messages that Pope Francis has for families. And I think a lot of people will be really surprised to hear just how practical and loving and ordinary and kind what he's saying is. You know, so many people have such a sense of families have to be perfect and all that. Pope Francis is not speaking in that way at all. It's just so much about, you know, being kind to one another, forgiving each other, allowing each other to grow and supporting each other. And just that consistency, you know, for parents to put your children first, those kind of just really kind things. Um, so that will be it during March and that will be happening all over Ireland. People will be having these six nights um, so there'll be a real sense of celebration going on in Ireland. At that point, we'll know um, if, and please God, that the Pope is joining us in, in August. So the, mm. the energy and the hype will be beginning. And then in May, we'll, we're going to have a special Thanksgiving Mass in the Diocese for families of priests and religious, because often our, the families who support our diocesan priests, our order priests and our religious, they do great work and they really support vocations, and we forget to say thank you. And this, but it's out of the family that the vocations come. So we're going to have a big celebration for all the families of our priests and religious. In June, we're going to have a family hike, a diocesan hike, out up into the, into the hills. And then in August, uh, we'll all be travelling, please God, or many of us will travel from the 21st to the 26th of August to Dublin for this international event uh, with Pope Francis and with people, families from all over the world. But we're also going to have a few days beforehand here in Limerick so that those who are arriving from other countries and are in Limerick can celebrate with us before they go to Dublin and also so that those of us who are not able to go to Dublin can be part of the celebrations and can really have that sense of lift. So I suppose that's a lot of information to throw at you across a phone call, across a, uh, you know, if you're listening at home and listening on the radio. But I'm wondering, can, you know, that sense of across the year, that there's different things can happen in parish every month. There's different things can happen in the diocese. 
and there's different things for each sacrament if a sacramental moment comes up in your family we'll be celebrating that with you does that make sense if I describe it like that I, I, as you said Noreen that, that's, that's it is but I think it's, it's what you've done is you've presented kind of uh, a cycle of events for people to get involved in over the next couple of months uh, in yeah. some ways, rather, as we begin the preparation for the World Meeting of Families next year. And I think, like you said, it's not just an event. Uh, the World Meeting of Families, there's, there's a preparation before it, and we're asked to kind of to get involved as best we can, uh, you know, to the best of our abilities. And um, I, one question I'd have, Doreen, one question I'd have, you've given us a lot of information there, but if yeah, people wanted to check that information... Uh, is yes. there going to be posters and things to be put up in the churches and stuff? Absolutely. What we're doing at the moment, we're having now a big launch day because we realise there's a lot of information and people mightn't see it or mightn't know. So what we thought is we'll have one big day that will launch all of this and have lots of information. And that will go out to anybody who can come along to that. But then at the same time, we'll also use plenty of publicity and we're sending posters, flyers, all that information to churches about the whole year's event. Mm-hmm. so that people can have that sense. Um, and we've, we, we will, over this next week and the week after the event, we'll have lots of information in local media and in national media about this and about the plans for the year. And we'll be sending it out and putting posters in parishes and that kind of stuff as well. Um, so the, just to tell you about the launch day, I suppose, which is the exciting one because it's coming up next Sunday. So... Um, this day next week when you're uh, in, uh, in the radio station get this, talking to the people we'll be in Mary Immaculate College in, this, in Limerick City getting organised for a family fun day because it's going to be on Sunday the 8th of October from 1 until 5pm and it's going to be just a joyful funny happy day the idea is that from one o'clock, people will, will be arriving even before that. I know that from the Mass in the Redemptress after 12, uh, after that Mass, they're going to be led by a marching band up to Mary Eye. Anybody who's <laughs> coming to the family fun day. <laughs> and they'll okay. march up the street mm-hmm. with the band playing and there'll be music when they arrive. And so when they come into Mary Eye, the main entrance is down, the new entrance as we call it, um, down the back. But you can come in either side. It's, everything's free. So people just come in and they register. They, each family gets wristbands and, and that gives them access to all the activities and games. And we have just a great selection of things happening. So people who want to have lots of high energy, fun family things, there's things like water orbs and tag archery <laughs> and uh, inflatable obstacle courses. There's a puck father. There's all of that kind of running and jumping and moving uh, activity. Loads of things. There's um, For the smaller children, there's a mobile farm. There'll be face painting. There'll be an art room. There'll be some interactive science uh, projects that children who are interested in that can come along to with their, with their parents. Um, and then Limerick Youth Service have very kindly offered to take one of the large gyms and to run just events for teenagers and young people so that they can run, jump, climb, everything. Um, then in, and if people know the Lime Tree Theatre in Mary Eye and that there's a lovely area called the Forum which is big deep steps it's like an old coliseum with steps um, and in that area every 45 minutes or so we're going to have different music groups so if somebody comes and says I'd like to sit down I'd like to just watch what's happening and be able to come in be part of it but I don't want to run around and you know climb through an obstacle course I just want to feel I'm part of this family of families fierce welcome come in join us sit down and steps, lots of music, lots of events and activities happening around you, information stands. We have food stalls then 
because uh, Father Mick Wall and, the, and Mary Eye and the chaplaincy has been just amazing around this. And we realise that every Thursday there's about five groups that come and run food stalls. And they're, they're coming in on that day and they're just taking the old students' union area and they'll have food on offer for sale, um, but for very reasonable prices. The shop, has, they've offered to come in and open up that day so that people would have access to all the usual, um, you know, water, tea, coffee, uh, the regular shop things. So really, uh, Mary Immaculate College have been amazingly supportive of this. But we were planning on having, like, hundreds of families there. And what we're saying to everybody is, don't wait to find out afterwards it was good. This is an opportunity for anybody to say to their family, there's a free day on. Will you come in and join and be part? It's fun. Come in, get involved, uh, have some fun. So we're all going to gather from 1 o'clock until about 4 o'clock. There'll be all of this activity going on. And then at 4 o'clock on those big steps, uh, which take hundreds of people, we're going to have a festive mass with Bishop Brendan. And we have music and we have just loads of people involved. And we have a real sense that's just going to be a very joyful experience slightly chaotic, festive, but very much with family at the heart of it. And however your family is, wherever your family is, whoever your family is, that you'll all be here together and we'll unite together with God, bringing all our joy and our fun and our energy together in prayer and just asking God to bless the year ahead. So that's the plan. And we hope that in all of that, between the publicity and the information gone to parish, the people will start to hear the programme for the year ahead, but that it will start with that sense of families being at the heart of it and joy and doing things together as family. One of the things we asked all the groups was that whatever activity you do, that the whole family can participate if they want to, not just different age groups, but that so that parents and children and young and old would all be together celebrating family in as they play tag archery or, <laughs> or get their faces painted. <laughs> That certainly sounds great, Noreen, and um, I, I, I couldn't help but just think there now, there's something for everybody, not just that day, but even throughout the year, you know, that I mean, I, I see there's catechesis going on later on in March, and there's a marriage jubilee celebration for couples celebrating significant marriage moments in, in February. You guys have been fairly busy, and, but, but, but as well as that, ensuring that, that everybody becomes involved. Well, it, it, we felt it was important that we wouldn't simply uh, focus on one aspect of family, but that people would have a sense of the breadth of family um, for, for a number of reasons. One is that sometimes people are concerned, is my family good enough, as if there was a good enough bar? <laughs> you know, everybody's created by God, so of course we're good enough. Um, or people would have a sense of it's only for a certain age group. And we really wanted people to hear that like family is all of us and uh, that none of us are just individuals separate and left on our own. But regardless of our circumstances, we are part of this diocesan family and are mm-hmm. welcome to this conversation, are welcome to this celebration of family. Um, and we were, the other piece we were very conscious of was that we wouldn't add to the work of parishes, that we're very aware that already parishes do a huge amount of work that's probably not even realised, um, but that most aspects of, of family life are already supported from baptism through the celebration of the sacraments of children, from marriage, from the anointing of the sick. You know, there's so much, so much breath of what's already happening. And we kept saying, how can we celebrate what is rather than adding on top of? So we're really hoping that these resources, the resource books that go to parishes will be a support. You know, so a parish baptism team might say, well, those cards would be lovely to give out as part of what we already do. Or yeah. the First mm-hmm. Communion, might, part of the Do This in Memory, the cube might be given out as a gift. So, you know, it wouldn't be adding to work, but rather celebrating what is. 
you know, and the same with celebrating marriages, celebrating families of religious and race. Um, and I think the National Light campaign is just a, a lovely, bright moment oh, yeah. uh, in mm. December. And we're hoping that maybe we can link in some carol services and that it's going to every diocese in the country for three visits, you know, three visits within the diocese. And um, so we just happen to have it in December. It's when we're going to have it. So we hope uh, yeah. we can add that sense of Advent and the Holy Family in. Yeah, I have to say, Noreen, I, I'm actually delighted. I didn't actually realize we were going to get it out of the county. Uh, so there's no excuse. Uh, the, um, it's going to be in Kilmallock mm-hmm. and it's going to be in Newcastle West. And, I, 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 and it's beautiful. I've seen the pictures of it and I would encourage... I didn't realize it was actually six foot tall. Um, um, it's the it's most beautiful triptych, uh, it's, it's what it's called, when you have two doors that open and it's a beautiful beautiful icon and closer to the time what we'll do here in the program actually is we'll have a small uh, segment on what icons are to explain them to people they're not just well, that pictures, would be lovely yeah you know mm, they're, yeah. they're not just pictures and even and how this one will... was written yeah yeah the redemptorine so, sisters in dublin wrote this or painted especially for for this uh for us so it'd be lovely like, even to, to get that sense of, of of, of what. So the, the cover, when the doors are closed, there are two angels. And when the doors it's open, there. inside of the Holy Family is the wedding feast of Cana. And I've forgotten the third one. It's <laughs> um, just really beautiful and very, uh, just joyful, I suppose. And I think, and there's a beautiful petition box as well. I forgot to mention that it, it comes with it. But we've decided the petition box is going to go to every parish in the diocese across the year. And there's petitions for family prayer. And what people are invited to do is if you have a petition for a family, for your family or for families in general, you can just write that and put it in. All the petitions will be gathered, sent back to the main office, and they're all going to the poor players in Galway that they would pray for families. And then they'll all be brought to the World Meeting of Families, all these petitions. So there's a real sense of the prayers, you know, joining up and coming together when we gather then, please God, with Pope Francis in August in Dublin. I almost hate to ask Noreen because that was so much. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But is there is there anything I was thinking? Oh, that's only you see. This is why we were saying we don't want to do something that it's, that takes that takes from what's already happening. So, look, in we're ministry training goes on all the time. We're only after an hour diocesan assembly and. We're in the diocese, we've taken on from the Synod this 10-year pastoral plan. So we're only, we're less than a year into it. um, And we're just saying, well, where's the next step and where's the next step? So we offer a lot of different formation and training, whether it's for Ministers of the Word and Eucharist, which is coming up in October, or the funeral prayers and lay-led liturgy, which was in September and will be again in November uh, for parish baptism teams. Things like that are, parishes are coming and saying, we'd like that support, we'd like to be able to offer that locally. Um, So we put that together, but it's all at the service of the idea that we want people to be supported locally as much as possible and in as many ways as possible. And uh, I'd say to people that they, if, you, if you use email, uh, not everybody does, but if you do, there's a free newsletter that goes out every Wednesday morning and it always has in it the different upcoming events and bits and pieces and you know, so that people would be aware of trainings or that kind of thing. Some people are very interested in that and for some it's not relevant. Um, but also there's different conferences. You know, there's, there's nice things happening around... Um, and I say, like, uh, only last month the Salesian Sisters had a gathering around the whole cosmology and, and, and that kind of prayer. But this month there's a lovely um, a few days on litur- liturgy in Glenstall. There's um, different, a number of different conferences in Mary I. Um, and I know myself, what I'd be involved in would be things like uh, formation for Ministers of the Eucharist is coming up, uh, Ministers of the Word. Um, and what we're trying to do is have reflections of for new Ministers of the Eucharist, 
for those who are existing on a different night and then for those who bring communion to the housebound on a different night because they're all different needs. So we just try to, to all the time be doing different pieces to, to support people where they're at. And every parish doesn't have someone at every training that's happening. But parishes will say, actually, that's something that we're looking for and that would be helpful for us and they'll come along to that. Does that make sense? It does indeed make sense. Now, mm-hmm. from a radio point of view, what we will do is we will put the link up again to Noreen's newsletters on the blog um, so that people can uh, go in and see it and sign Thank up you. for us, uh, if particularly if you have email. Now, Noreen, I'm, we're conscious as well that we have some people, particularly listeners, who may not be internet mm. connected. And I suppose Absolutely. one of the questions would be, how would they find out about things like this? Well, what we, the reason we have this newsletter, first and foremost, was for people who uh, were involved in things like parish newsletters or parish councils and groups in the hope that they would pass that on in the, you know, in the parish newsletter kind of form. And the other is then we're blessed to have a program like yours that every so often I can come on and say this is the kind of things that are happening um, and people can see if they're interested. So what I would say is that within your own parish, just to be aware that if you're interested in being a Minister of the Word or a Minister of the Eucharist, or if you are already and you'd like to know if there's support around that, that about twice a year we have different events happening. So you can always say to your parish priest or your parish council, what's going on? Or you might say, well, we're in a nursing home now and we don't have, we have somebody who, people who come, you know, and bring communion to us sometimes, but uh, how, what, is there something that we could do here? And I've, in, in several parishes, people have approached and said, could we sit down and look at how we might have maybe a liturgy of the word or a communion service in a nursing home or in a place, you know, what could we do that would offer other alternatives? And I've often come into pastoral areas or clusters of parishes and chatted about that and would be very happy to. Um, uh, but like I say, there's the local, the parish newsletter sense. We'll say we send out posters and letters and that kind of information um, and then the the old email and internet. What I'd also say is there's there's a ministry there for parishes that somebody might say, look, I don't want to go to committees or meetings or anything else, but I'll print off the newsletter every week and I'll leave 10 copies in the sacristy mm. and people who come in and collect them. Something, so there's different something. ways that we can be creative. Um, and, and I'd love other ideas. If people have them, I'd be delighted to have other okay. ideas as well. Okay, no problem. Uh, and, like, and like we said, that sounds like that sounds great. Now, Noreen, just just to mention two things there, uh, just as I happen to have this week's newsletter opened in front of me. First of all, well, is uh, just to link into a program that we did about three weeks ago, where we had Father, or sorry, not, we had David Bracken on the Diocesan Archivist, and David was oh, telling us yes about the Bishop Edward O'Dwyer, the World of Edward Thomas O'Dwyer, yes. which is on the thirteenth of October. At Mary Immaculate College. It's practically full now at this stage. I think mm. it's done really well. So if people are interested, they should, they should Get immediately inquire. Exactly. See, and as well as that, then just as we were talking about Saint Francis at the top of the program, in terms of he's one of the uh, saints of the week that's coming up. The uh-huh. monks of Myros, otherwise known as the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, have extended an invitation to an event to be held at Corpus Christi Church in Myros on the third of October at seven thirty where they're going to do a celebration of the transitus of St. Francis of Assisi, which is uh, uh, going to be uh, a collection of performed scenes from St. Francis's life with music, meditation, prayer, and concluding with solemn benediction of the Blessed Sacrament. Because I meant to say that at the top of the program. Noreen, have you anything else for us? Okay. Um, I, I, look, there are lots of other things happening and, and, and coming up. Uh, I'm conscious, uh, you know, can you hear me? Yep, yep. 
Yep. There are lots yep. of other things coming up, which is great. Uh, for instance, as well, uh, an initiative in, in the city has been that uh, Father Bernardino of the Friars, just when you mentioned them, is, is having starting a Stay With Me Monday, so that on Monday evenings at 8 o'clock there would be time of, of prayer, with uh, a holy hour with prayer and benediction, um, and really encouraging adults, maybe 30s, 40s, who might otherwise be busy to say, let's make an hour on Mondays. Um, and it's going to be in different venues. So it's going to be in St. Saviour's Church on the first Monday. It's going to be in St. Lelia's, uh, in St. Munchen's um, St. Lelia's on the second Mondays, the fourth and fifth Mondays in Corpus Christi. So there's there's different moments that people are trying to create and, and offer to, to really encourage people. Um, on the 7th, the, next Saturday, there's going to be a, a, a Luther 500 um, conference in Mary Eye. That's going to be really interesting as well. They've had to, had to actually get bigger rooms because they've had such interest in it. So it's really looking at the Augustinians here are working with Mary Eye to put that on, to reflect on Luther and out of love for the truth and from a desire to elucidate it, really looking at, at, at the legacy of Luther. And then on the 20th of October, the liturgical conference in Glenstall is looking at the role of sacramentality in a secularized world, which sounds very fancy, but really, you know, how can we talk about sacraments, sacramentality, you know, God in this world, when so much of the world speaks of a world as if there was no God. And, and it's going to be just a, a, a beautiful um, reflection time. Um, I suppose going into Mission Month uh, in October, one of the things I just draw people's attention to, um, as you mentioned in the newsletter, is that we have resources there for Mission Month for children, for adults, for parishes. There's lots of different resources available. Um, they're on the, the website of the um, World Mission Ireland, which is uh, wmi.ie for those who'd be interested in that. But they should be, right, we've sent them, they're sent to parishes, so they should be in all your parishes, parishes uh, for the month of October, 22nd of October is Mission Sunday. Um, but already people should be just kind of thinking about how can we bring that that idea of that we are all called to serve and all called to mission, bring that into uh, the world. And as we do every year on the program here on Sacred Space 102, uh, we will be doing a, uh, we'll do something on Mission Sunday on during during the month of October as well. So Noreen, thank you very much for that. Um, I'm going to have oh, a very busy. Time, I'm going to have a very busy couple of hours trying to put all of that stuff up on the <laughs> blog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jane. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're really we're blessed, I think, in our diocese, and we have to all the time give thanks just for a bishop who's been very open and allowed a lot of things and encouraged a lot of things to happen, and also for having so many talented people here who keep, you know, stepping up and and opening out possibilities. We're really, really blessed here. No thanks. Well thank said, you. indeed. John, back to you. Well said, well said. Noreen, thanks so much for all of that. And really, there's only one bit of music that we can play to finish up this second part. This is from the Limit Gospel Choir, and this one is entitled, Thank You, Lord. So let's hear this.
Sacred Space.